create each episode of the Ron Van Dam Show, Ron wakes up early, heads into the studio, discusses the important issues of the day, interviews fascinating guests, then finishes his show and gets up and puts on some clothes. <laughs> Try getting that image out of your head for the rest of the day, suckers! You're listening to the Ron Van Dam Show on New England Broadcasting. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's the Ron Van Dam Show. I'm fully clothed. Hold on tight, things can get a bit weird if you like that sort of thing. Welcome to the program. It is indeed, without question or argument, the Ron Van Dam Show. I know because my name's in the title. Your name isn't in the title. It's not the Becky Johnson Show, Becky. So back off. All right, all right. <laughs> How you doing today? Good to be with you. Come here, give me a hug. On second thought, don't. Eh, we don't need to be that friendly, do we? It's just a show. It's not like a commitment or anything. When it's over, you can go do what you plan to do anyway if you'd plan to do anything at all. So this is not a life-changing event, although for many, it could be. Well, how are you? Uh, by way of introduction, my name is Ron Van Dam. It is surrounded by the word the and the uh, word at the end show. There are other people that make this show possible. John Shanahan is the announcer, comedy writer, does many of the comedy bits on this show. He is a gem among gems. If, it was, if his name was Jim, he'd be Jim the Gem. This is getting really ridiculous. And then there's Nicole Reed, who is the British voice that you hear at the beginning of the program. She books many of the national interviews that we do on this show because I'm totally incapable of doing it, or I just don't have time. I was going to say care, but I do care, but I don't have time. And then there's uh, Jason Shaw, who composes the opening and closing themes, does many of the incidental music uh, compositions and performances, by the way, incidentally. And then there's you. I don't know. And there are other people involved, too, but <laughs> seriously, you know what I mean? Anyway, uh, my car, oh, my God, oh, my God. Once a year where I live, and probably where you live, too, your car has to be inspected. You have to take it to an inspection location, <clears throat> and my car gets the once-over. It gets the pat-down. My car doesn't like it. It's expressed it to me because sometimes I'll be driving and the car starts puttering a little bit because they know that the inspection's coming up in a few days. Oh, man, huh? Yeah, I have till the end of the month to do this, but I'm going to do it right now. Uh, not right now because I'm doing a show, but I mean today. Yeah, my car does not like to be inspected. Who does? Who does? How would you like it if once a year they brought you to a location and they gave you an, an inspection. Oh, wait, that's the annual checkup at my doctor's. Okay, yeah, and I don't like that either. There's one part of the uh, 
the inspection, the car inspection that uh, my car does not like. And that is when they test the exhaust. And when they test the exhaust at the uh, state inspection, there's this rod connected to some type of a, a cord or a tube or something. And it measures the amount of exhaust that comes out of the car while it's running. And if it's excessive, then your car does not pass inspection, sir. But what they do is they take this uh, this rod, uh, like probe, and they stick it up the tailpipe of my car. And I can literally hear my car going, ooh. My car never goes, ooh. But it does during a state inspection during the exhaust probe uh, situation. And my car is always okay. So my car goes through a lot of anticipation to be probed uh, in the exhaust pipe, you know, right up the pipe. Uh, but my car uh, has got to learn this is for its, its own good. And it always really turns out okay. Uh, I call this part of the uh, car inspection the automotive proctology exam. And my car knows it, does not like it, man, does not like it. Now, there are some cars that love it, if you know what I mean. Anyway. (laughs) Can you believe I'm doing this show, really? (laughs) It's hard to believe. Not only that I'm doing it, but that you're listening to it. This This is a marriage made in hell, I'm telling you. So the car inspection is today, and to be honest with you, I'm a little nervous about it because if my car fails, then what do I do? You know, it's oh, then I, and it's going to cost me money to have it conform to the the state inspection rules of the United States of America. It's a it's a it's a difficult day, and as if that weren't bad enough, oh, of course, and I get an inspection sticker. That's my prize, Ron. Your car is uh, is good. It's good. Now we're going to give you a gold star to put on your forehead and we're going to put a little sticker in the windshield of your car. And we're going to put that inspection sticker in a location where you can't see out the window, where you have to dodge your head around to be able to see what's coming at you on the road. Why don't they put the inspection sticker on the right? In the state that I live in, which is Massachusetts, Hard to say sometimes when you've had a few drinks, but yet it's Massachusetts. Uh, they put it in the upper left-hand corner uh, of my vision, which is kind of like right near where I look out the window. If they put it all the way to the side where the passenger is, who gives a shit about I mean, who cares about them? Put the sticker in their field of streams, field of vision, not in mine. So I don't quite get that. But yet I do. So the state inspection day, it's a very, very, very big day. I've got it circled on my calendar as if uh, uh, this is when I get my period. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said that, but some people do that, you know, okay? So I'm just trying to make you understand how I mark that particular day on the calendar. And yeah, it's in red pen. Okay, yeah, all right, you got me. Anyway, how are you? Good to be with you. Uh, in order to date this show, so to speak, uh, Valentine's Day is coming up rather soonly. I know soonly isn't a word, but kind of fit. This is the day of the year when uh, you are expected as a male, a man, a, a, a penis-toting individual, uh, 
You are expected, if you have a significant other, whether it be of the same sex, opposite sex, tree, I don't know, whatever, goat, which happens, uh, sheep more so, uh, this, uh, it's time to, you have to get them something. You have to get them uh, not only a card, which is kind of lame, I got to tell you, do the card in conjunction with a gift. You can't just do the card. That's kind of lame because you're just like signing your name to somebody else's thoughts. I care a lot about you. You're the love of my life, but I'm just going to sign my name to what this guy said. <laughs> so come on, that's not very personal and it's kind of cheesy and it's kind of stupid. So you have to give, give them a gift. Because if you don't, the rest of the year will be like living your life in pure and adulterated hull, uh, hell or hull, whatever. It's awful. So you got to do it. Some people uh, give their sweethearts uh, candy, which means I think you're adorable. I love you. I'm fattening you up right now. Um, here's my gift of diabetes to you. Uh, or flowers. Here's some lovely flowers. Oh, they're beautiful. Yes, they are. And they're going to die in a few days because flowers don't go on forever, no matter how much you change the water or put that little powder in it. I don't even know what that stuff is. You put powder in the water and the plants live an extra 10 minutes. I don't know. They turn brown and they wilt, similar to our relationship. That doesn't work either. So what do you get somebody? Uh, there are jewelry companies that say, get them jewelry. They'll love that. Get them a tennis bracelet, but she doesn't play tennis. I don't care. That's what it's called. They love that. Yeah, they love stuff that costs like hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars. And, and jewelry is kind of like a, you know, whose taste is that? Wouldn't you want to wear something only that you love? Not what he thinks you love? No, no, no. Of course, you can get her lingerie, but all that's saying is, here's a gift for you that's really for me. So what do you give a woman of the female persuasion on Valentine's Day? It can't be nothing. That's not an option. Well, what you do is you just give them a special evening. You, you get creative. I saw on television... Um, and I don't, this was years ago. I saw on television, uh, some guy, uh, was trying to come up with a different way to give a gift to his wife on Valentine's day. So what he did was he took a piece of paper. I mean, this is so stupid. I can't believe it. Took a piece of paper and cut it into a, a, a square, like, you know, the size of a, of a paper money, like a dollar bill or something. And on it, he wrote this ticket. He's making up his own ticket. This ticket is good for one special dinner uh, at a restaurant. Or this ticket is good for one wild, crazy night of sex. And then he put it in an envelope and he gave it to her for Valentine's Day. And there's a murder trial for this uh, that I saw on television because the, uh, the wife killed the husband accordingly. Um, and I think it was called the cheap son of a bitch murder trial. He was convicted, but he was already dead. So um, she was convicted, but not because the judge said, you know, that was the cheesiest, uh, cheapest gift I can think of as well. So you're, you know, let's just do some community service and that's, that should be it. 
Speaking of community service, thank you for letting me just ramble on today. Speaking of community service, I was driving on the highway yesterday to go to a certain thing. But that's not the point. I'm driving on the highway, and there's this truck, truckish van. You know what I mean by a truckish van? It was a truckish van on the side of the road with lights flashing on the top, and I thought it was an emergency vehicle, but it was not. It was apparently... Um, from some correction facility. And the way I knew this was as I drove by, it said on the side of the van, correctional facility. So it was a clue. It was a clue. And there were four guys wearing orange jumpsuits, similar to what Trump will be wearing shortly to match his hair. Ah, uh -huh, that's so funny, Ron. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, they had uh, sticks, little poles in their hand with nails at the end. I assumed there were nails at the end, and they were picking up garbage. And I thought, you know, mm -mm -mm. Uh, a deterrent to crime, you know, putting them in jail, yeah, fine. Uh, making license plates, yeah, fine. You know, uh, you know, solitary confinement, uh, I would go for that in a minute. <laughs> Thanks for the vacation. Uh, but to give them a stick with a nail at the end and have them pick up garbage as punishment, that's the worst. Because there was a lot of garbage on the side of the highway that went on for miles and miles and miles. And these poor guys, and they were all guys for some reason, uh, had to pick this up. I was kind of amazed that they were giving them poles with nails at the end of the stick. I mean, that's kind of a lethal weapon, you know, but I guess it was okay. They were being supervised. But all day, I think it was all day. I don't know. I passed by. I don't know if they're there all day, but I'm sure where they were picking up garbage. Oh my God. That's enough to drive anybody straight. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I can imagine these, these, quasi-convicts saying to themselves as they're picking up garbage, um, I'm not, I am, I am not going to, no more crime for me. I am going to be a peace-loving citizen. This is awful. Because you have nightmares about it. You go back to your jail cell or wherever they live, and um, they have nightmares about, <laughs> I was horrible. I was picking up garbage at a car veered off the road oh my god i well i can't even go on to tell you what happened it's a horrible horrible thing picking up garbage and that's when i realized this is how you should rear kids they don't have to commit crimes but for a child who perhaps stays out a little bit too late uh when they were told to be home by nine o'clock but now it's nine oh five you didn't listen to me, did you, son? I know. I'm sorry, Dad. My trouble with my car. No, you didn't, because you didn't have a car. Well, as punishment, were you going to take my cell phone? No, no. That would be cruel. Nope. Here's a stick with a sharp end to it, with a nail at the end. I want you to go out in the yard and pick up garbage. No! God, no, I swear I will always be home earlier than my curfew. Oh, no, don't make me pick up garbage. Yeah, I'm serious. That would work. That would work big time. It doesn't hurt the person. There's no flogging involved. 
There are no emotional breakdowns. And as a bonus, you get your area cleaned up free of garbage. I think it's a great idea. Raise your hand. Let's, let's just take a survey here. Raise your hand if you think that's a great idea. I said raise your hand. Oh, you heard me, but you're not raising your hand. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind then. I thought we were on the same page. I thought we had something going. I thought we had a relationship here where we agreed on things, but apparently we don't. So I'm through talking for now. I have a couple of guests coming up momentarily. Yeah, 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 because you're not, you're not on the same page. We're in different books. We're in different libraries here. Commercial break first, and then uh, my guests will uh, join me for today. Are you looking for a career in the fast-paced world of radio and podcasting? Good news. New England Broadcasting is now hiring. That's right. You could have a chance to work with 30-year broadcasting icon Ron Van Dam on his daily show and all the other fine programs on New England Broadcasting. Immerse yourself in the nonstop action of a broadcasting career where every day you'll be responsible for things like warming up Ron's coffee, getting more coffee, cleaning unspeakable schmutz off microphones, semi-regular toenail and ear hair trimming, checking the dryer to see if Ron's underpants are toasty warm, helping Ron into his toasty warm underpants, telling Ron he sounds good, checking to see if Shanahan is sober enough to do some bits, reassuring Ron that you're not lying, he does sound good, unclogging the studio toilet, yes, every day, fending off Ron's fan, intermittent waxing, and taking calls from Ron's exciting guests, from that lady who wrote a book on diseases only frogs get, to the D-list celebrity who's thrilled to be the official spokesperson for the American Nasal Impaction Society. You might be wondering if you're right for the job. Qualifications include an unironic interest in radio, knowing who Ron is in the first place, a tolerance for supernatural levels of flatulence, and at least one year of experience in dealing with grumpy old people who talk to themselves. If that sounds like you, your future is waiting at New England Broadcasting. Katie is with uh, next door. She's country lead. And we're talking about uh, random acts of kindness. Wow, uh, it's good that they still have those things. Uh, but I, I guess, <laughs> I guess Katie, when you're doing the next door thing and you're bringing neighborhoods together, that's a good thing. Yes, it's it's a very good thing. Kindness is kind of what we're here to do. All right. So, how does uh, next door uh, contribute to that concept? That's such a great question. So Nextdoor is an app that you can download on your phone. Yep. It's free from any app store. And what we do is we bring you together with the people who live nearby to you. So your neighbors, the local business owners, local organizations and public agencies. And what we do is give you all a place to communicate. It's a great way where you can share thanks, where you can ask for help, mm -hmm. um, where you can offer help, and just generally connect with, your, with the folks nearby. It sounds like a uh, a personal extended community newsletter. I mean, I, I know that some towns and cities have uh, little publications that they send out, and people can get involved and such. But this is this is more like of a neighborhood thing where you can actually uh, ask for help and vice versa, and uh, nice way to meet people. Yeah, that's a great way to think of it. I actually never thought of calling it that way, but you're exactly right. It is like an extended version of a community newsletter for sure. Yeah. 
Give me some examples of where uh, this uh, this kindness uh, day kind of thing actually took place uh, due to a next door situation. Yeah, absolutely. So Random Acts of Kindness Day has been around since the late 90s. It was actually recognized as an annual observance back in 1995. Oh. So we're coming up on almost 30 years of Random Acts of Kindness Day being a, uh, a national effort here in the U.S. And on next door, we're doing our best to prompt kindness every day, but obviously with Random Acts of Kindness Day, it's a great opportunity for us to get out there and share the message a bit more. Um, one of my favorite examples, you know, there's winter storms happening everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. And um, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to a woman in Pennsylvania, and she had just gotten a pretty significant snowstorm, and while... In theory, she could shovel her, her own path. Under doctor's orders, she wasn't allowed to lift um, as yeah. much snow. She was recovering from an injury. Yeah. So she went out the next door. She posted about her situation and basically said, you know, is anyone out there willing to help me sweep my sweep my back deck so that I have a place for my dogs to go outside? Mm -hmm. And um, about 15 minutes later, she got a message from a nearby neighbor. He said that him and his teenage son would be over within the hour, and they got the deck all cleared off for her. Um, and it was just such a sweet story of just how grateful she was that there was someone close by that was willing to help her out. Um, so lots, lots of stuff like that is happening every single day across next door. Wow. You just define next door, I think with one little story. It's <laughs> pretty cool. So you don't necessarily have to be in need, but you can hook up for all different kinds of things. What if I had a, uh, uh, a dryer, uh, washer and dryer I was trying to get rid of. I could go to the local paper and uh, place the ad in there and Maybe somebody I don't know would show up. Uh, does that work that uh, for next door as well? It does. It works exactly that way. So we have an entire marketplace on next door. We call it for sale and free. Mm -hmm. It is a great way for you to either find things that you're looking for or get rid of things that you no longer need around your home. Yeah. Um, one of my very good friends regularly uses for sale and free. Uh, she moved into a house where she didn't like the light fixtures. Um, and so she swapped out the light fixtures and had all these fixtures that were in great condition. She just didn't want them. Yeah. And um, able to uh, help give them new homes through the neighborhood by posting on next door. Wow. So you can actually, you can absolutely do all sorts of uh -huh. stuff like that. You can also use the platform to uh, what we call thank a neighbor. Yeah. It's like giving you the ability to put a digital thank you card into the feed. Hmm. Um, we had some great examples of people just thanking folks for stopping by. There was one woman um, down in Bakersfield. Her grandpa was struggling to bring in his trash bins one day, and a neighbor just pulled over and, you know, said hello and offered yeah. to help and um, was able to help this grandpa bring his trash bins in. And she didn't know who to thank. So she just put out a post on next door um, to to thank whoever that kind passerby was nice. and got a whole lot of comments and love from the neighborhood. Very cool. Let's play a game. Let's make believe. Uh, my name is Paul. It's because it's not. Okay. And um, I just moved. I've just moved into the neighborhood. I don't know anybody really at all. I love to play Scrabble, uh, just to pick a game. Um, and I'd love to do a Scrabble night in my, in my new neighborhood. The way get uh, I can meet my neighbors that way. Could I also find someone that way? Yes, you can absolutely do that. You just create a post and say almost exactly what you said. 
Hi, I'm Paul. I'm new to the neighborhood. I'm looking for folks who are also interested in playing Scrabble. Is there anyone else out there who well, wants to join me for a game night? Cool. It's a great way to come together. I actually uh, I met a neighbor a very similar way in my own neighborhood. She wanted to play ping pong. Uh, and yeah. so last fall, a bunch of us went over and had a ping pong tournament with her. It was well, really great. I think that was Paul's wife. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right, so how does someone get involved with uh, Nextdoor and sign up and find out more about it? Uh, it's really easy. So you can go to nextdoor.com and sign up there. It's also a free app. It's available from any app store, um, free to download, free to sign up, free to use. And once you, you sign in, we automatically connect you to the people and the places that are nearest to you. So it's a really great way cool. to connect with uh, those around you. And, uh, just, just to my last uh, question is, uh, how, how do you, uh, benefit? How does next door make money? Is it from ads from local uh, vendors, things like that? Yeah, exactly that. We have an advertising Perfect. model. Oh, good. And you can actually, but you're dealing with people that are usually local. So that's still good. Yeah, I found a lot of local businesses. I found my painter. I found all my right. handy person who fixed my back deck for me. There, there's a really great way to get connected to all the, the folks close to you. Excellent. Hey, it's a pleasure uh, pleasure speaking to you. Thank you, Katie, and thank you to Nextdoor. And people should hook up one more time that website. Nextdoor.com. Great. Thanks for your time today. Courtney Alev joins us now. She's head of tax at Intuit Credit Karma. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, taxes. It's a subject that no one wants to talk about, Courtney, but we have to do it, don't we? We do. Okay. <laughs> does it have to be that bad? It does not have to be that bad. I know a lot of people hear tax season and get really nervous. In fact, we know that nearly one in three Americans say they are dreading filing their taxes this tax season. But I'm here to tell you it does not need to be scary. You're hearing this and thinking, I do not want to do this. The two best things you can do are to get organized and to make a plan. You're probably getting a lot of forms already sent to you in the yeah. mail, uh-huh. on email, and just putting those away so that you're ready to go once it becomes time to file your taxes is really helpful. And just try not to procrastinate. I know it's so easy to wait till the last minute when it's things you don't want to do. Uh, I'm the queen of doing that, but the earlier you do your taxes, the quicker you'll get that refund if you're owed one. Okay. But the problem is that you got to wait for all those uh, W-2s to, uh, to come in and from the banks, if you actually have money <laughs> from the job or the government. So, I mean, you can't do it till you get all that stuff, right? Yeah, so most people should have their W-2s. Uh, those are due out by the end of January. And if you are expecting some other forms, whether it's from bank accounts or investment accounts, you should see those be coming in in the next couple of weeks if you haven't received them. You can actually already start uh, with online tools filing your taxes before you have all the forms. But, of course, you want to wait and to make sure that you have all the information available. And that's why having that dedicated folder file on your on your desk uh, will make it much easier because then you're ready to go once you've got everything. Okay. And some people actually get a refund, uh, oddly enough. <laughs> how, do you, how do you plan for that? Yeah, you know, uh, three out of four Americans are actually expecting to receive a refund this year. Oh, and nearly one in four are actually expecting to get a bigger one mm. uh, than they got last year. So if you're not sure if you're going to get one, if you're hearing that and thinking, 
I'm not sure if I'm getting a refund or if I'm going to owe. There's a bunch of free online tools like on Credit Karma where you can actually in just a couple minutes estimate what that refund is going to be or even what that bill is going to be if you owe. And that way you can actually make a plan for how you're going to pay that bill or how you're going to use that refund before you even file your taxes. Okay. All right. Um, a lot of people put it off. Uh, you know, we all procrastinate in various areas. Taxes is probably one of the big ones mm-hmm. that we procrastinate. Um, what's the harm in doing that? Yeah, it's so easy to wait till the last minute. I know tax day falls in April every year, and yet it has this funny habit of sneaking up on us. If you wait until the last minute, it's just a lot more likely that you're either going to be stressed, you're not going to find all those forms, you might make a mistake, leave something out, miss out on some refund dollars you're due. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not looking forward to filing, really try to get that done before April 15th. And if you feel like you need more time, you can also file an extension, but you also need to do that before April 15th. Okay. Now let's get down to uh, how you actually do it. Are there tools that uh, help you through this? Yeah, there are a ton of options that can help you file your taxes. And it can be pretty overwhelming, especially if this is your first time filing. So it's good to do a little bit of research to see what's best for you. Um, but the good news is that online tools have gotten super, super smart. They're really fast, easy, intuitive, and can kind of hold your hand through that whole process. But if you're still feeling nervous and you really want that human touch or reassurance, a lot of online options like TurboTax actually also offer expert assistance in the online tools. Okay. All right. So it doesn't have to be that bad. Just uh, seek help where you need it and get your, you know, a lot of people have questions. That's the thing. Like they hit a something uh, in the in the preparation stage or, or, or the, the filing stage where, oh, I got a question about this. I'm not sure. So there are places to go to answer those questions, right? Yeah, absolutely. Whether you're using an online tool that offers easy, quick access to tax professionals to answer those questions yeah. or you're using an in-person tax expert, yeah. you'll be able to get those questions answered. Okay. All right. Very good. Okay. So organization though is, is key, right? Absolutely. All right. Being on top of things and making sure you've got what you need will make it so much less stressful. So even if you're not planning on filing your taxes for a little while, take a moment to see what forms you've already gotten and either earmark, bookmark those or put them in one place. Then you'll feel more confident when it's time to actually sit down and do it. Okay. Are alcoholic beverages recommended? Uh, I think that's a personal choice, but if they help you, whatever gets you to that <laughs> refund. <laughs> wow, you're really good at this, Courtney. <laughs> you should be a politician. That's pretty cool. Although that can that can be a reward at the end, right? There you go. Okay, and fine. speaking of rewards, you know, a lot of people get that refund and it immediately burns a hole in their pocket. They're yep. so excited they just did their taxes and have this check coming and. There's nothing wrong with treating yourself a little bit, but it's also a great opportunity to be able to um, get a head start on your 2024 financial goals. You can use the bulk of your refund to pay down credit card debt or to start building an emergency fund, and that's a really nice way to get your year off on a good start financially. Where can we go for more information? You can check out TurboTax or Credit Karma. We've got a lot of resources to help you file your taxes as well as answer your questions that you might have. Very cool. Hey, it's been a lot of fun, and thanks for the information, Courtney. We appreciate it. Well, that'll do it for me today. I'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new program. But until that time arrives, I wish you peace. (laughs) 